The following report is from Dr. Anna Maria Mielcia's recent article entitled, Hydrogel Platform Enables Versatile Data Encryption and Decryption. The building blocks of hydrogels are being found in the COVID vaccine, and hydrogels are being found in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. They are the so-called blood clots that are being found around the world. And these hydrogels can now be programmed, encrypted, and decrypted. According to Mielcia, they are the substrate of the brain-computer interface and the primary method of fusing humans with machines, as she described by referencing MIT research in the article, Hydrogel Interfaces for Merging Humans and the Machines. Elements which Mielcia and Clifford Carnicom found with near-infrared spectroscopy in the blood of the unvaccinated exposed to shedding and environmental contamination include hydrogel plastics such as polyenes, vinyl, nylon, Kevlar, and spider silk proteins, as well as other nanotechnology signatures such as silicone and sulfur. This technology hijacks methyl groups, which are needed to detoxify and create glutathione in the body. Hydrogels used for the encrypted programmable technology include polyvinyl alcohol and polycaprolactone. Both of these hydrogels are listed as stealth nanoparticles in the Moderna patent for lipid nanoparticle composition. This suggests that not only those who received the shot have this hydrogel encryption technology in their bodies, but also those who have experienced shedding and environmental contamination, which is just about everyone. These hydrogels are known to be programmable and encrypted. This technology can behave as brain storage. It can store memories and visual information in an individual's brain, and it can be chemically induced to be securely encrypted and decrypted, allowing for the secure recording and storage of confidential visual information. This provides a platform for secure financial transactions, which is a requirement for a digital ID. MIT researchers have discussed how this very same technology can be used to fuse humans with machines. And while they've had problems working it out in the past, a recent paper has announced they found success using the very same elements found in both the blood of the vaccinated and unvaccinated by Mielcia and Karnikam. In a lecture by Professor Sakrat Kizroev at the University of Miami, it is discussed how advanced materials can be used for interfacing machines and the human brain. He references a research project funded by DARPA, wherein magnetic nanoparticles are key to this technology. Mielcia has published research that shows how the COVID shots alter torsion fields in the body and produce magnetism. A review by the RAND Corporation, Brain Computer Interfaces, U.S. Military Applications and Implications, discussed the convergence of human with machine. In an interview with Big Pharma whistleblower Karen Kingston, Kingston discusses this self-assembly nanotechnology and how the spike protein is an engineered device triggered by electromagnetic frequency and how the quantum dots are gene editing technology. This nanotechnology appears to be distributed via chemtrails, the food and water supply, medications, and in all of the scheduled vaccines for children. It has been found by multiple scientists in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And the fact that this widespread technology is being ignored while the topic of mRNA is being pushed into the mainstream is of great concern. 
Mielcia has shown that the new protocol is being sold to the public as a way of reversing the negative effect of the COVID shots have no effect on these hydrogels. And it would seem that well over a billion people are infected with them. While many are talking about an archaic implanted computer chip, it seems that the latest breakthrough technology has already been deployed without anyone's consent. The situation almost seems hopeless, but where there is a will, there is a way. And now is not the time to hide our head in the sand. The human body is miraculous, and our potential is endless. The more people addressing this dire situation, the better chances we have of finding a remedy. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because I've, I've cut down to one. And, uh, it, it, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So Well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little buildup from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it. It's Monday, February 19th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. My name's Harrison Smith, your host. Thanks so much for joining us. We do have a lot to talk about today. Lots of videos to show you, of course. We'll probably open up spaces and or phone calls a little bit later. Not sure which one we'll uh, exactly do here. Well, like I said, we have a, we have a lot to get into and a lot of, uh, we'll be covering the news, the, the, the headlines as we always do. There's a couple other topics I want to get into, not as immediate or pressing, but more historical. And we'll get into some of those here in just a little bit. Let's just get right into it, shall we? Here it is, your daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your daily dispatch for Monday, February 19th, 2024, President's Day. Happy President's Day, everyone. Here's our first story. Trans women's milk as good as breast milk, says the demonic spirit occupying the DNHS trust. An NHS trust has said breast milk produced by trans women who were assigned male at birth is as good for babies as that produced by a mother who has given birth. In a letter to campaigners, the University of Sussex Hospital's NHS trust said that the milk produced by trans women after taking a combination of drugs is comparable to that produced by the uh, following the birth of a baby. It's comparable. Well, if you've ever looked at a 
ingredients list on baby formula, this might not come as a surprise to you. They seem to think that babies just love eating horrible crap. Completely insane. The Hospital Trust, which runs Royal Sussex County Hospital, Worthing Hospital, and Royal Alexandra's Children's Hospital, among others, was also the first in Britain to use the term chest feeding in place of breastfeeding because it's considered by some to be more satanic, I'm sorry, inclusive, to be more inclusive. The trust created what it's called Britain's first clinical and language guidelines supporting trans and non-binary birthing people. <clears throat> so there's that. There's that. It really is the modern incarnation of two plus two equals five. You have men breastfeeding babies. So go ahead and check that off the um, dystopian revelations end of the world checklist. Yeah, we'll get into that again in just a little bit. Meanwhile, and consider this following the report we just showed from Greg Reese explaining just a few of the horrific side effects from the mRNA shots. Opposition to mRNA injections is now considered a crime in France. The French government just passed a law to fine and imprison people for refusing to get injected with the mRNA vaccines. All opposition to mRNA LMP, that's liquid nanoparticle injections in France, is now considered a sectarian aberration. Violations carry with them a 45,000 euro fine and three years imprisonment. Quote, it will not tolerate any criticism of the therapeutic treatments which will be recommended or made obligatory by the state, tweeted Dr. Kat Lindley. Any person who dares to openly criticize these therapies will be liable for fines and imprisonment. Just taking it to a, a whole new level. And we can get, I mean, yeah, uh, okay, great. Great. So the vaccines don't work. The more of them that you get, the more likely you are to get the disease. They also can kill you, causing myocarditis and turbo cancer and any other number of deadly interactions with the human body. But criticize it and you could be sent to jail for three years. What is happening anymore? The theme of today, just like the theme of every day here on InfoWars, is total and complete inversion. Not just people being wrong, but people believing the literal opposite of what is true in every possible aspect of human society. It is beyond baffling, but we'll continue. Trucking company cancels shipment to New York, on, uh, New York City on Monday as Patty McMurray reported on Saturday, truckers bravely exposed some of the worst COVID shutdowns in the world when they parked their trucks in Ottawa to protest the iron fist approach used against citizens by the Justin Trudeau regime. Truckers in the U.S. showed solidarity for their Canadian neighbors and helped block shipping between U.S. and Canada in Detroit, Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer at the time, who was being considered for Joe Biden's VP, quickly threatened arrest for truckers who dared block the Ambassador Bridge. Well, American truckers now reportedly threatening to stop deliveries into New York City over the grotesque $350 million judgment against President Trump and his son, Don Jr. and Eric by partisan hack judge Ingeron on Friday. Aside from the first responders, is there any profession in the United States that proudly, proudly wears patriotism on its sleeves like the American trucker? I, of course, as you may predict, am completely in favor of this, should absolutely be the case. See, 
it's just one of the it's one of these things about the modern day. We talk about it every day here on Infowars, the way that leftists get positions of power and then to them there's no obligations that come along with that. There's no sacred duty to uphold the law regardless of their personal feelings. If they get into a position of power, to them, they now have the right to manipulate and use and abuse that power to achieve whatever personal, political, ethnic ends that they want to achieve. So if you make them a judge, they don't sit there thinking, I am, I am now an impartial manifestation of the state who has a higher sacred duty, honor bound to come to the right conclusion regardless of my personal feelings. No, they think I have the robes now, I get to decide what happens and I'm gonna punish my enemies. I'm in this position now and a lot of it has to do with the false projection of the big bad conservative, conservative boogeyman where they're enveloped in this atmosphere of lies that says that like white Christian men always abuse their power and take advantage of people, uh, utter nonsense. But because they truly, sincerely believe that, they think I'm just doing what they do. Now it's my turn. I'm in charge now. So now I'll use it to benefit me and my people, just like they used it to benefit theirs. And their so whatever position they have, they see it as a blank check, carte blanche, just full permission to use whatever power they've acquired to achieve whatever ends they want. And we're stuck in this, in this difficult situation where I, I really want to live in a country where that's not the case, where people appointed to positions of power or people holding power over other people wield it with ob uh, objectivity and honor. But if only one side is playing by those rules, it's a losing strategy to take. So again, we're sort of stuck in this, uh, in this limbo where it's like, I don't want to live in a world where people just use whatever power they have to achieve their ends. But I do, I do live in that world and we see it on display daily here. And so then maybe, you know, you think, well, okay, fine. If that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. The thing is they might have academic prof professorships. They might have positions on benches of judge uh, councils. I mean, I mean, they might have these sort of intellectual concepts or intellectual positions that they occupy, but largely conservatives are responsible for the production of food. So if that's the power we occupy, well, that's a lot more convincing, I think. That's a lot more power in the hands of the people who are responsible for you able to continue life. Maybe that should be wielded with the same sort of subjective, selfish intent that they wield their political power. Maybe it's time for the people that grow and produce the food that the cities rely on for their basic sustenance Maybe that power should be weaponized just like they weaponize their positions in the health authority, in the mainstream media, in the legal professions. Maybe if they think that we live in a dog-eat-dog -dog world where whatever power you have can and should be wielded against your enemies, well, 
they rely on us for food. So again, what I would love is if they would consider this for a second, if they would just for a single second think, what if everybody acted like I act? What if everybody treated their position in the way that I treat my position? And you can play that out. You can speculate on what that might look like and realize, oh my God, we would all die if, if the conservatives did that. Maybe we shouldn't do that because we don't want to start this feedback loop where we end up starving to death in our cities. But they don't think that way. I guess I don't know whether they don't project that far, or whether they just think conservatives are cowards that will never actually use power to achieve anything. I don't know. I can't get in their minds. But I do know that truckers and farmers and the vast majority of people who make the country actually function on a day-to-day -day basis are pretty hardcore conservative. So maybe it's time that we get organized and start approaching this, G, this, this political conflict with the same aggressive mentality that the leftists seem to have. So again, if they want to use their position as a judge to take down Donald Trump, even though their city is racked with crime and they're just blatantly political activists in their position, well, maybe we can be political activists in our position. Maybe the truck drivers and the farmers and the plumbers and the people that they rely on, maybe we can use our power in the same way that they use theirs. I think it's a good idea. I think we actually have the upper hand if we were to actually adopt the same dog-eat-dog, vicious, zero-sum game, power games that uh, the left seem to revel in. You get they only revel in it because they're the only ones doing it. They're the only ones that actually do this. And again, it's because they've deceived themselves into believing that they're actually standing up against some power structure that they've been convinced doesn't wield its authority with objectivity or, or honor. But uh, that's a lie. That's just a lie. Everybody has human inclinations. Everybody falls short of perfection every once in a while. But there is still a remnant of people that believe that you should be making decisions on the basis of the law and the position that you're in being used as unobjectively as possible or as objectively and um, unobtrusively as possible. But those are all the conser those are all conservative people that believe that. So we're in sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I don't know if it's the best example, but I just always think back to a uh, documentary I was watching about, I think it was like the Golden State Killer or something. And one of the victims, one of the women that was killed by this guy who was prowling around at night and going into unlocked doors, you know, going into unlocked houses and murdering people. Like the day before that she was murdered by somebody coming in her house, her granddaughter was like, Grammy, Grammy, you need to start locking your door. It's dangerous out there. There's this prowler. And the grandmother was like, I don't want to live in a world where we have to lock our doors. Right? She'd grown up her whole life in a world where locking your door was something you did when you went out of town, right? You didn't lock your door at night because you lived in a neighborhood with nice people and you didn't have to worry about a sexual deviant prowling into your house and killing you for fun. So, you know, we're stuck in this thing where it's like, I don't want to live in a world where it's like this. I don't want to live in a world where we lock our doors, where we have to weaponize our professions politically to get our way but I also don't want to be killed in my sleep by the Golden State Killer. So 
you got to just do what you got to do. And it sucks because it's then like a feedback loop where when people are locking their doors, other people start locking their doors, people, you know, everybody's suspicious of one another, everybody starts trying to defend themselves, which in some ways can be, you know, you think, well, I'll just do it to them before they can do it to me. It's it's a feedback loop of of distrust and mistrust and evil that I hate to participate in, but I'd rather participate in it and survive than try to pretend it's not happening and be destroyed. Meanwhile, moving on here, Trump's tough talk works. Germany vows to spend over 2% GDP in defense for decades to come, pressures European allies to do the same from Gateway Pundit. First, the whole NATO apparatus and mainstream media landscape went into full meltdown mode with Donald Trump's suggestion that the U.S. would only help alliance countries that obey the minimum 2% GDP investment in defense. And then Europe's greatest power, Germany, immediately announced that it would be fulfilling the spending level, as you can read in Trump's tough talk totally works. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz now vows to meet NATO's agreed minimum and spend more than 2% of the GDP in, uh, on defense. And of course, he, he did this in uh, while, while president as well. He did the same thing. That's where all those great pictures come from, where it's Donald Trump with his arms crossed, leaning back, and Angela Merkel and all the other Europeans like, pointing at his face and looking down on him. This was what he was doing back then. He achieved, you know, somewhat of an agreement. But then when Biden got into office, they knew, okay, we don't have to actually fulfill our obligations anymore. The uh, American government will just make up the shortfall of the spending on NATO. Uh, so I guess he's done it again. He's done it again. All the outrage yester week, last week, all the outrage was about Donald Trump threatening to withdraw defense from our NATO partners. How dare he? Well, for one thing, if he was still in office, there would be no need to worry about the armaments of the NATO partners because we wouldn't have a war in Europe. So that's the first thing. But secondly, all he's saying is that if you want us to protect you, you got to fulfill your end of the bargain. It's not that complicated. You agree. We signed an agreement. We provide defense, you pay for it. If we're providing defense and you're not paying for it, it's not our fault that the agreement comes to an end. You have to uphold your end. So Donald Trump getting NATO to actually fulfill its obligations, making the world a safer place for NATO, even though he's not even president, doing more for international global peace than the actual president of the United States which is just one of the many reasons that he is, of course, being targeted, persecuted, destroyed by the legal system in pseudo-legal machinations that are designed for no other purpose than to destroy and distract him and prevent him from being a political force that would do things like cut off funding to wars overseas. And, of course... This is having all sorts of crazy consequences. Last Friday, the story came out. The decision was announced. Donald Trump would be fined $350 million for nothing, for literally nothing. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. No, it was, it was literally completely and utterly fabricated. I know a lot of Americans might have trouble believing this as they have some misplaced, misguided trust in our system, perhaps having grown up at a time when such trust was justified. They think, well, it went through the system. He had a fair trial. 
This was just the decision, and we have to accept it. We're saving democracy after all, and Trump's a criminal. And I just want to remind you that the Soviet Union also had show trials. Nazi Germany also had show trials. What happened to Alexei Navalny was entirely within the bounds of Russian law. So what does it matter? What does it matter? Is this a real decision actually motivated by a sincere desire by law enforcement in New York to get a grip on fraud that was taking place? Or was this utterly and completely fabricated out of whole cloth and utterly shameless and arbitrary decision to punish Donald Trump for his political position and popularity? The answer is obvious if you just look at the details of the case. And that's true for every one of the cases that we cover on this show, going all the way back to January 6th and, you know, the trials that take place there. If you have some mindless NPC level trust in the system, the American system right now, then you read headlines and make a, a great deal of assumptions. So when you hear that Stuart Rhodes was thrown into prison for insurrect conspiracy to commit insurrection, you actually have trust in the system. You might think that an insurrection happened. And you might think that Stuart Rhodes conspired with the people who attempted to pull it off. You might think that this was proven in court and that a completely unbiased jury and judge came to this conclusion on the basis of facts alone. And so when you come away with it, you think, okay, Stuart Rhodes tried to do an insurrection. He conspired with people to carry it out. And now he's facing the punishment for that. And everything's good and fine and normal and you can proceed about your day. If you actually look into the details of the case and you read things like unspoken conspiracy, you see that the military maneuvers that are briefly mentioned in articles turn out to be a group of like four dudes walking through a crowd, each with their hand on the other's shoulder so they can make sure they stay together as a group. You realize that no, none of this is valid. None of this makes any sense. None of this is legitimate application of law by the widest margin. I mean, not even close. So in case you're wondering what happened with, uh, with old Donald Trump, Donald Trump took out a loan, as he'd been doing for 40 years at that point, to build a building or to purchase you know, buildings or, or real estate for his business. And in order to purchase it, he never used his own money. He's been open about this forever. He's like, basically, you're an idiot if you use your own money. You can just get investors. They use their money. You can get debt, which is the bank's money. So he was borrowing money to make a purchase, to make money, because he was a capitalist and a businessman. And he offered up other properties as collateral. If something were to go bad, if the bankrupt, if the venture were to go bankrupt, then, you know, the bank could confiscate his properties in order to uh, receive payment for their loan. He put up properties like Mar-a-Lago. He gave them the assessed value. The banks looked at the properties and looked at the assessed value, agreed to them being the collateral for the loan, signed the loan with Trump, gave him the money. He spent the money to make more money, paid off the loans. And then years later, 
the New York authorities just arbitrarily decided that he had overvalued Mar-a-Lago, put an obscenely low assessment of their own about the price of Mar-a-Lago, and then said, because we think the value of Mar-a-Lago is lower than you said it was in your application for the loan, you now have to pay $350 million and can't operate businesses in New York for three years. Does any of that sound legal? Any of that sound legitimate or good? I remind you, they said that Mar-a-Lago, with dozens of acres of land, like 58 bedrooms, 33 bathrooms, they valued it lower than another house in the neighborhood that would cost $20 million. That was five bed, three bath. So 10 times the number of bathrooms and bedrooms, but they actually valued it lower than that because it was all arbitrary and a political maneuver to carry out a show trial to wear a facade of legitimacy to trick idiot boomers. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more that was dr judy mikovitz top research scientist without me even asking her telling everybody how incredible this product is and it's finally back in stock nitric boost is 40 percent off at infowarsstore.com and it doesn't just have the vasodilation opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out it does so many incredible things god gave us this compound so many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product. So get your amazing nitric boost today at InfoWarsTour.com. You need to experience the health, the vitality, the stamina, the libido, everything that comes with nitric boost. You've looked at our formula, you, you like it? I did and I do, yes. 
Well, I'm not a scientist like you. What is what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do? Um, it relaxes the vasculature. So the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why is it particularly the athletes? Um, because they operate at oxygen max um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create, they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots. Yep. And ischemia, lack of oxygen. So constricted blood vessels too, because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product, that new products, I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events, be, uh, dissolve under the tongue, give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium, your vasculature. Nitric Boost, exclusively available, 40% off right now, in stock, ready to ship nitric boost infowarstore.com try it support the infowar it's a 360 win putting the power of conversation into the caller's hand you're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said we have a lot of stuff to discuss today. The continuing fallout of the decision against Donald Trump. The utterly arbitrary and capricious actions of the American judicial system which are incredibly troubling, if I'm being honest. Kind of, kind of horrifying, actually. Considering that this can happen to one of the wealthiest, most important, most popular political activists in the entire country. How, how he's even surviving is, is hard to say, except that the more they attack him, the more... People support him. If that wasn't the case, I mean, you can just imagine how easily they could utterly eviscerate anybody who attempts to stand up to them. That's why Trump's the last great hope. And if you're not supporting Trump, you are truly not operating in all dimensions. You're operating on two dimensions. That's just what's happening. And there's actually a story from The Hill about the New York governor trying to trying to say that this isn't that big of a deal. Don't, don't worry about it, guys. It's actually fine. Uh, no need to, you know, flee our state or anything. We won't do it to you from the Hill. Hochul tells New York businesses not to fear about Trump's verdict. Quote, nothing to worry about. You got nothing to worry about. Just don't stand up to us. And sadly, that's the truth. And that's probably how a lot of the you know, big the billionaires feel. They probably see what's happening to Trump and they think, well, that's what he gets for trying to stand up to the establishment. That's what he gets for 
stepping above his station, interrupting the deep state. New York Governor Kathy Hochul addressed New York business owner uh, addressed New York business owners in a new interview and told them there was nothing to worry about after former President Trump was hit with a three hundred fifty five million dollar fine and a ban on conducting business in New York for three years. Hochul joined gone uh, John something at the Cats Roundtable at WABC 770 AM, where she was asked if other New York business people should be worried that, quote, they can do that to the former president. They can do that to anybody. She responds, quote, I think this is a really extraordinary, unusual circumstance that the law abiding and rule following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because they're very different from Donald Trump and his behavior. Hochul responded, that's kind of uh, kind of get taking the mask off a little bit, isn't it? Uh, no, nobody else has to worry about this. They're not Donald Trump. See, we changed the law to apply to him and him alone. We exert our power against him and him alone. If you're not Donald Trump, in other words, if you're not trying to actually get involved in the political process to make a positive change, you'll be fine. You can commit fraud. And I mean, it's, it's New York City. It's New York City. Wall Street's entire business model is fraud. Fraud in one level or another. I mean, the whole thing is fraudulent because it's all predicated on fiat money supply that doesn't exist. We should show the clip I played on uh, War Room last Friday. It's literally the New Zealand central bankers going, it's a great, it's a great business we're in. We print the money and, and people act like it's real. <laughs> so we, we take our fiduciary responsibility very seriously. Like they literally, I mean, I'm not paraphrasing. That's, that's what these people, so the whole thing is fraudulent. The whole thing is a big illusion that they think you're a sucker for playing along with. That's just the first thing. But the entire business model of Wall Street is inventing new pseudo legal ways to manipulate the market and basically trying to make as much money as possible before the regulators can catch up to what you're doing because it's all a fraudulent, invisible, imaginary casino that they're operating in. Uh, they just get to make up things. I and mean, this is how everything when it comes to like all the stuff you hear, if you turn on the financial news network where it's just like, buybacks and, and hedge hedging and short selling and double buybacks and all, like all this stuff. It's all like stuff that they're not, and you, you can hear in their internal, there's recordings and, and documents and everything where they're like, yeah, there's no law that says we can't do this. So let's do it until they write the law that says we can't. No one's ever done this before. So they don't have regulations against it. So it's not technically illegal. So let's just do it until they write a law to stop us from doing it. And it's a constant, you know, game of leapfrog where they're, they're constantly trying to stay one step ahead of the regulators by coming up with new, elaborate and seemingly legitimate sounding ways to uh, consolidate their wealth and steal all of our money. So that's just how the, that's just how the business world works. That is Wall Street. So, again, for the uh, governor of New York to be like, for all of you upstanding and law abiding businessmen nothing to worry about you know unless you run against us unless we happen to dislike you in which case 
you'll be destroyed. And we know Elon Musk just moved Tesla from, or, or I think it was Tesla, right? From being incorporated in Delaware to being incorporated in Texas because a Delaware judge decided that just on his own that Elon Musk shouldn't get a billion dollars that he was actually owed from the business that he started. And just like Donald Trump, Elon Musk is facing investigation and subversion from an entire network of authorities, FCC, the FAA, like anybody, again, anybody in a position of power that can move on Elon Musk was instructed to move on Elon Musk. And so he did. And so they did. And so he's leaving now. So anybody, and you know, it's almost ironic because if you wanted to actually solve major problems in America, whether it's illegal immigrants taking jobs or circumventing environmental controls that actually would keep people healthy, like the corporate interests that allow chlormaquat, the gender-bending sterility uh, ingredient to be in our mass-manufactured oat products. We could stop any of these things by actually doing things like what they're doing to Donald Trump. Like if you actually have a company that's either bending the rules or bending the law or abusing the law or hiring illegal immigrants or putting the entire country at risk because of their irresponsible financial activities. You know, what we do now is we bail those people out with government money and they take billion dollar bonuses and jet off to Aruba for the afternoon. If instead the CEO of the company was hauled into court, fined hundreds of millions of dollars and banned from doing business for three years, we could get, we could get a lot of problems solved. It wouldn't just solve whatever problem that person was causing by throwing them in prison or not even prison, just banning them from doing business and humiliating them and you know, causing a lot of problems for them. Not only would it stop what they're doing, but every other CEO would go, oh my God, that could happen to me. I better not commit more fraud. So in a way, when Kathy Hochul is like, no, you don't have anything to worry about. It's just Donald Trump that we're treating like this. In a way, she's, she's kind of saying the opposite of what she should say. If this was a legitimate legal procedure, where a CEO was committing fraud, she should be saying, if you commit fraud, you should be worried. Yeah, if you're a CEO out there in New York who's taking advantage of your position to do things you shouldn't be able to do and hurt people by taking money you don't deserve, then you should be worried. Because look at what we'll do to you. It doesn't matter how powerful you are. We'll bring you down. The fact that she's saying the opposite of that is just more proof that it's only Donald Trump they're going after. Which again, it's just, it's just annoying that they could do this against actual criminals, but instead they tell those criminals, don't worry about it. You're not Donald Trump. Continue with business as usual. Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. 
Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing Excuse my friends. But look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%, 99% that never buy anything. It's just these are really good products, and if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took Next Level Foundational Energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy, you know, and, it, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the, it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug. But folks, we're standing up for our rights, we're standing up for your rights, we're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsTore.com, then I'm not griping at you, I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsTore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarsstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against a globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. Keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team humanity i want to thank you all for your past support but i want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists and it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of team humanity we're told humans are the problem we're told we're killing the earth we're told all this garbage so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die we're not going to do that get your team humanity shirts now at infowarsstore.com and i thank you all for your support
they're they're at it again, folks. They're at it again, but America is slowly but surely waking up. And I find we're in a difficult position where, obviously, when you're talking about all of society, there's a... There's a weight to the movement. There's a, there's a, uh, what's the opposite of entropy, right? There's a momentum that you can't just slam on the brakes. When we're talking about trying to change the entire, the entire trajectory of America or the Western world, it's like trying to stop or change course in a cruise ship. Can't exactly slam on the brakes, especially if you're not the ones who are controlling the ship. If people controlling the ship are purposefully driving towards a rocky shoal, we're in a little tugboat outside, that makes the job even more difficult. Again, you can't expect the brakes to slam on and the cruise ship just come to a screeching halt and do a 180 and start driving the other way. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to be a slow process. It's going to take a long time. It's going to be difficult to change the directory, the, the direction that we're going, the traje- trajectory that we're headed. But then you like do the calculations and you go, okay, if we don't move quickly, we're going to hit the, you know, if we're going to hit the shoals in five minutes, that's all the time that we have to change the cruise ship direction. So instead of being able to push it gently and take the time required to change the path of this massive object. Well, if you take the time necessary to change that direction, you're going to hit the rocks. So we're very close to the rocks. There's a cliff that we're headed towards beyond which there's very little hope of any real recovery, any real ability to survive what's going on. You may have total collapse and little pockets being created that could maybe start over and try to rebuild what we have now. But if we want to keep what we have now and actually progress into the future in a, in a positive direction, we really don't have that long. So, again, we're in the sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where if you, if you try to change the direction of the cruise ship calmly with your little tugboat, just nudging it a little bit in order to correct the course, knowing that eventually you'll get back on track and you got to do it in a way that doesn't, you know, cause, cause alarm or, you know, the people who are driving the cruise ship towards the shoals to realize what you're doing. It's, uh, we don't have that long. We just don't have that long because the shoals aren't that far away. So then it's like, okay, so in order to change the direction of the cruise ship before it hits the shoals, we got to like go in and take over the cruise ship. We got to just like do it now because we don't have much time. But then if you act that aggressively, then the people on the cruise ship will be like, they're your pirates and we have to stop you. So I don't know if that, if that illustration makes makes too much sense, but in terms of our demographic and cultural and just ability to uphold the systems that we rely on, those things are collapsing at an extremely rapid rate. And the more they collapse, the faster they collapse, like a snowball rolling downhill, the bigger it gets, the faster it rolls, the more snow it gathers, the bigger it gets, the faster it rolls. So the more people we allow into our country across the Southern border, the worse things get, the more overloaded our systems are, the 
less our money is tax dollars are able to go towards us and and making our lives better and also the more of those people vote the more of those people advocate for bringing in more illegal immigrants the more illegal immigrants the more illegal immigrants right so it's a snowball rolling down the hill so again we're we're very close to the point where like there is no salvaging the cruise ship of america and again we're stuck in this damned if you do damned if you don't situation where what is required to correct the course is by necessity precluded from us. So what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? Well, I have, some, I have some ideas. And again, you can just take over the cruise ship and change direction without having to uh, use, use the tugboat. But we're in tugboat mode right now. One of the ways would be what's happening with these truckers, with the trucking companies and trucking networks refusing to deliver shipments to New York City, which again, if they're going to use their position as judges to destroy their political opponents, then we should use our position as providers of sustenance to get our way. I mean, fair is fair. It's a dog-eat-dog world, I guess. And so we have to eat the other dogs now. American truckers are reportedly threatening to stop deliveries deliveries into New York City over the grotesque $350 million judgment against President Trump and his sons, Don and Eric, bipartisan hack judge Ingeron on Friday. Aside from first responders, this Gateway Pundit article asks, is there any other profession in the United States that proudly wears patriotism on its sleeves like the American truckers? An American trucker who goes by Chicago Ray shared a video on social media yesterday where he explained why truckers across America are planning to stop delivering to NYC. According to TikTok user Survival Junkie 2, a company previously expected to provide a load for transportation to New York announced that it no longer has any loads destined for the state. Quote, I just received a call from a company that I was getting a load from, and they said they don't have any loads going to New York. So if you're in New York, you won't be receiving anything from these drivers. So good. Again, I would rather live in a world where people just did their jobs and, you know, politics was outside of it. But again, if they've got judges and, and professors and teachers and elementary school teachers and city council people, if they're all using whatever power they have to get their way, then I guess we have to use our power to get our way. And that's just how it is. That's how it goes. Again, from the Hill, obscene award against Trump is testing New York legal systems integrity. In laying the foundation for a sweeping decision against former President Donald Trump, Judge Arthur Ingeron observed that this is a venal sin, not a mortal sin. Yet at $355 million, one would think that Ingeron had found Trump to be the source of the original sin. The judgment against Trump and his family and associates was met with a level of unrestrained celebration by many in New York that bordered on the indecent. Attorney General Letitia James declared not only that Trump would be barred from doing business in New York for three years, but the damages would come roughly to $460 million once interest was included. That makes the damages against Trump greater than the gross national product of some countries, including Micronesia. Yet the court admitted that not a single dollar was lost from the bank in these dealings. Indeed, witnesses, witnesses testified from the bank, by the way, that they wanted to do more business with Trump, who was described as a whale client with high-yield business opportunities. So yes, he was charged with committing fraud against these banks who actually went and testified, no, he did not commit fraud. We agreed to this, to using Mar-a-Lago as, as collateral. 
He paid us back. We want to do more business with him. He's a really good moneymaker. And the court decided, no, actually, he's an evil tyrant, and we have to become tyrants to oppose him. This is an interesting thread from Matt Wallace that really breaks down how absurd the basis of this argument is. Because like everything that we deal with here, it's not just the decision that was made, and we can get into why that was wrong, but the decision itself is predicated on the assessment of Mar-a-Lago being worthless, which then we can get into Letitia James and the fact she got elected by saying, I'll go after Trump. I mean, the levels of corruption and manipulation and lies that we're dealing with, it's a, it's a very well-constructed layer cake, I guess you could say. But the basis of this decision, the basis of this punishment goes back to the valuing of Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. Matt Wallace breaks this down on Twitter. He says proof that Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago could actually be valued at well over $1 billion. He points out a 628-square-foot uh, house on only less than half an acre, a few doors down, valued at a staggering $20 million. That equals nearly $50 million per acre, and that isn't even on the beachfront. A $45 million house in the same neighborhood is a new construction home on less than half an acre with no beach frontage. That is a value which, along with the home cost, accounts for over $100 million an acre. So $45 million house on half an acre. Okay, just so we're, so we're clear here. This one, which has beach frontage and a large mansion, is estimated to be worth over $70 million at 1.87 acres. That's approximately $37 million per acre. Meanwhile, Mar-a-Lago has over 65,000 square feet of lavish architecture on approximately 17 acres of pristine beachfront land, using the same price per acre as the top examples and accounting for the location of beach frontage. That means Trump's estate could be worth well over one point seven billion dollars and yet they said that mar-a-lago the 17 acre 55 bedroom house is somehow worth less than half of a half acre mansion in the same neighborhood blatant blatant fraud we'll be right back and uh we have a special call with laura loomer in the next hour stay with us ladies and gentlemen sold out for five months the number one strongest turmeric in the world, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is back in stock. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. And it's got some other key ingredients in it that the experts say helps upload the turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. The all-time fan classic Bodies, 40% off, back in stock. And even made stronger, new and improved, and we got it with a bigger manufacturer, so we can discount it too. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. 
We have Nitric Boost. It cleans out the blood, the heart, goes after the spike proteins, everything. Dr. Mikovich is talking about this for 40 percent off as well and this is selling out but despite that it's still 30 percent off it's next level foundational energy the methyl folate the key compound of other ingredients that clean out your cells and that are the main energy source popeye takes spinach that's why it's so strong what's in that folic acid this is the breakdown concentrate of folic acid after the cells break it down so this just goes right in there like nitrous oxide in, in, in a race car, okay? So you go from 800 horsepower to 1500 horsepower when you turn on the nitrous. I can't even take this, okay? Okay, I turn into a psychotic goblin, okay? okay but I'm just telling you right now, you want next level foundational energy, get it, infowarstore.com.